Welcome to the Embrace It series, where women with all types of disabilities can be real, resourceful, and stylish. With each episode, you'll walk or roll away with everyday tips, life hacks, and success stories from community leaders and influencers. So take off your leg braces and stay a while with Lainey and Estella. Hi, I'm Lainey, and I have CMT. And I'm Estella, and I also have CMT a neuromuscular disorder affecting approximately 2.6 million people worldwide. That's as many as MS. We believe that disabilities should never get in the way of looking or feeling good. Both of us wear leg braces and have learned through our own personal journeys to embrace it. For more information and exclusive resources, check out our websites at trend-able.com and hnf-cure.org. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button for future episodes and special promos. So, hi everyone. We are here for another episode of the Embrace It series. Today, we have a very special guest, Marcella Marañón. Did I say it correctly? Yes, you did. Oh my God, how beautiful. Thank goodness you did that intro. (laughs) It was perfect. I I put my little Spanish N in there. Yes. Yes, so welcome, Marcella. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on in your show. On your show. We're so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you. I am so happy was, to be here too and meeting you guys. Same here. We've, we've both been following you for a while. So you are, you're located in Texas, correct? Yes, Dallas, Texas. I grew up in Peru and I moved to the States when I was uh, 19 years old. Marcella, when did your accident happen? Um, can you tell us a little bit about that so that people, by the way, Marcella, I can't do the spin of the name. So it's just Marcella. <laughs> Sorry, people. But Marcella has this like enormous, enormous following, which we're going to give her info at the end of the show, but, and it's in the notes, but Marcella is, has many, is loved by so many in the disabled community and out and so many. And, um, you know, we want to just kind of start by giving some information about you and, you know, you know, your injury and what happened and all that. Okay, so after I moved to the States, a year later, I was involved in a car accident uh, due to a drone driver that left me paralyzed from the waist down. I lost my leg in the accident as well, because when I got ejected from the car, that's when the, the foot from the, from the leg you know, uh, rip off. He's crazy. And then um, my boyfriend passed away. Um, oh, wow. uh, we were dating a year for a year. So yeah, I have been a wheelchair user, a spinal cord injury um, survivor since uh, 2002. And yeah, this is what happened to me. I, wow. I, am, I live with a disability. Were you always able to say that? I live with a disability, yes, because this is my reality. I, you know, after my accident, I became disabled. I, I wasn't disabled. I was healthy. I was able to do so many things. I'm not saying that because I'm disabled, I'm not able to see, to say, uh, to, I'm not able to do the things that I'm doing, not, that I cannot do anything. But, you know, um, yeah, I, this is, this is, this is me. It's, it's different from, when I was 19 years old. Yeah. Sure. What was, what was that recovery like for you? Cause you kind of had the double trauma of, of 
you know, becoming disabled and losing your leg. And then on top of that, your boyfriend. So what was it that got you through that difficult period of your life? And, and when did you start wanting to travel? Um, when you lose someone so much, um, it's very hard to lose them and not, and just live with the idea that you will never see them again. I think that when I had my accident, I focus more on that. I pay attention more on the fact that he wasn't here anymore. My boyfriend was dead. And I kind of just let, the, you know, me being paralyzed, me being an amputee on the side because I was really wanting my boyfriend to come back. So um, I guess that I have three, I, I had three losses that day, but losing him, you know, really was the worst that could happen to me. Um, but, you know, when I, when, when I think about my accident, I always say it could have been worse because I could have, you know, I could, I could be dead right now or, you know, I could just not move at all and be on, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. being, you know, higher level paralyzed or I could just not being able to take care of myself, right? It mm-hmm. could have been. So I always see like the big picture. I always see like, you know, like behind me, there is many people that wishing to be, have like this disability that I have. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's, it's true. I'm not trying to just, uh, you know, like, um, how can I put it into words? I'm not trying to just like um, saying that people with higher level disabilities cannot do anything. They can do, you know, some things, but they require help. In my case, I don't. And I always think about that. It could have been, you know, a bad situation for me. Yeah, we always say that about disability in general. Mm-hmm. Like, if we threw every one of our stuff in a pile, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, had to pick one, you know, typically our own situation, we have, you know, learned to deal with. We, we know our challenges. We wouldn't trade our challenges for someone else's. And so, really, there's no comparing. Like, you, yeah. your your story is so... Um, cool. The reason that you probably have all these amazing followers and Estella introduced you to me is really about your travel and like all that you do despite having these physical challenges. Can you talk about the travel and revolve? Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, living with disability is hard regardless, but you know, uh, we have to move forward because we have life. And if we have life, we can do anything we want. So this is this is how I live by, right? Um, I started traveling uh, back in 2017. Um, uh, I never knew that I was, I, I had such a, you know, a, a lot of love for traveling and adventure and all of that. So I started to travel in um, the world by myself with no help since 2017. And I have been in so many uh, beautiful places. I have met people from all over the world that we have become friends. We became friends. And um, while I was traveling, I decided to grow my social media account, Instagram, uh, and uh, and bring 
uh, accessibility awareness, right? Uh, my my page was getting a lot of following, uh, a lot of support from people. So I say, this is a great idea to, you know, I'm traveling, not many people in my situation has traveled the world by themselves. They're afraid to do it or they're afraid to encounter, you know, in, a, in inaccessible places. So I'm going to come and kind of bring these and help them. I don't want to, uh, you know, write blogs. I don't want to do mm-hmm. what everybody, everyone does. I mm-hmm. just want to be able to just show these in Instagram, in my stories or whatever, because people is, is, is very well connected in Instagram, right? It's like a, it's a powerhouse. And uh, so I decided to do that and people were liking it. And, and then while I was bringing accessibility awareness on my Instagram, I wanted to say, you know, it would be cool if I visit the seven wonders of the world. So far, I have been on four, you know, and uh, since 2017. And I think that I can finish the, you know, the other three. And um, wow. yeah, and then I was being known by, you know, by the traveler in a wheelchair, by the community, by the disabled community. And then you know, that's when I got invited to go to Kilimanjaro, um, to Tanzania, to climb the mountain. How did you do that? Can you tell, like, because yeah, I'm trying to picture, don't even know. How did you do that? <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, as we all know, mountains are not accessible for for wheelchair users. Because they're going high and, you know, they're, like, pretty steep and that, you know, you, you have to hike and wheelchairs cannot hike. But anyway, so we, um, we uh, you know, this organization partnered with this uh, trekker brand. It's a, a special trekker that uh, climb mountains. So it's like a wheelchair. It's like a wheelchair, a big wheelchair. <laughs> but so anyways, so you sit there like you're sitting in a wheelchair and then they lift you. You know, and it's very soft and I really like it. Uh, so this organization partnered with this company. Uh, we, and we all traveled together to, um, to Tanzania and then we climbed the mountain. So I was seated in this trekker for seven days straight, wow. eight, eight hours a day. And because the route that we took is 21 miles to get to the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro from the wow. door. So from the main door all the way to the summit, 21 miles. And it took us kind of seven days. Um, we stay in hut, huts. We have huts in, uh, in every stop. And most of these huts were wheelchair accessible. Um, but wheelchair accessible in terms of Tanzania rules. Right. Okay. So it's like, oh, this is not wheelchair accessible, but Oslon, well, I guess, you know, we were like, well, at least they have ramps, right? Right. <laughs> but uh, and it's better to sleep in, in huts than sleeping outside because the mountain is very cold. It's super cold. The weather, the weather has to be such a big Yeah. Thing. So first you go into the forest. And it's not cold at all. And then you can go and go and go and you get the desert. You know, the mountain is crazy. It's like, I don't know. It just reminds me so much like to all these heroes uh, in the in the Bible where they have to go to the waters, to the desert. So all of that. <laughs> it's not like I was in the Bible. Uh, did you get, like did I you get? I was the Bible, seriously, because I was like, oh my God, now these 
and yeah, it's very windy. It's very cold. You know, if it, if it rains on you, forget it. What about all the altitude changes and stuff? Like I have friends who, without disabilities, who were very sick. Actually, it never affected me um, and never affected my other two, um, the other two guys that were also in a wheelchair. Uh, One of them, yeah, it affected her a lot. But um, but no, I mean, I was fine. I took my pills. I they they told us to take these pills. for the altitude, but if this pill gives you a lot of side effects, like makes you go to the restroom a lot, like oh, you're, you're, yeah, go that's to not a good side lot. effect to have on a mountain either. Yes, and it's very hard because the mountain doesn't have restrooms, and if they do, ha- and if they have restrooms, they're not handicap accessible. Right. So you just have to be, you know, and you know, my. So what did you do during that time, like? My whole journey in the mountain depended on my porters and guides. But when yeah. I needed to go to the restroom, they helped me get into the restroom. I do my thing. And then I call them. They say, come get me. Right. right. For anything that I need, I always were, uh, was carried by, by my porters. My porters, mm-hmm. were my, my porters were my leg that time. So I, ah. I lost my, indep- my independence. Um, for six days because I depend because these guys were my legs. So it was sometimes very, how can I say, frustrating for me because I am very independent. I travel alone. I'm used to do everything alone when I travel. And then right. getting into this situation where you have to depend on others to go to the restroom, to go eat, to, you know, to, to, to help you to get on time on, on the schedule you know, being on the, on the wild wilderness, you know, on the yeah. outside, you know, this is, it was a pretty hard uh, experience, but also was very beautiful to be able to accomplish something that you never thought that you call with a disability. Mm-hmm. But many people, because many people in wheelchairs that love adventures, love outdoors, that used to hike before their accidents, they probably think that they cannot do these things, but mm-hmm. they can. It's a little bit hard, but they can. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's beautiful to spread this message that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're disabled. There's always going to be people that is going to, they're going to help you to reach where you want to go. Even though, you know, if you don't have the physical ability to do it, there are going to be people that are going to help in you. And I am living proof of that. Marcella- I out Kilimanjaro and I became the first Latin and Peruvian woman who has climbed a mountain with a disability. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. How cool. Now, can I, um, so for people who are listening, who are scared to travel, who don't know if they like it, don't know if they can do it, feel maybe they themselves were in an accident and their disability came on suddenly um, and they used to love to travel, but now they haven't. And let's say they don't have like, you know, guides and tracks and people mm-hmm. and companies, you know, that are, are offering when we're aside from Kilimanjaro, your regular travels, what, like, what would you suggest to people? How can they just get in and get over their fears? Mm-hmm. And, and what advice would you give them? Okay. So I'm always like when people uh, send me DMs in Instagram, they say, oh, I'm afraid. And I'm like, yeah. get over it. Like like this, like get over it. You're gonna be fine. You know, if you if you don't try, you will never know. 
well, my husband is afraid to go with me or travel with me, or I don't know if this is going to be, you know, accessible. And I say, look, it's pretty simple. You book a ticket, like if, if you will, like if you didn't have a disability, okay, you book a ticket, you call the airlines, you say, I am in a wheelchair. Most airlines have wheelchair assistance now. They have aisle chairs to help you transfer from the, uh, from the gate to that airplane, yeah, you know, and you're going to be, you know, um, and you're going to have assistance. You have the, you know, the, the airlines personnel, personnel that are going to help you and all of that. And, and then you book a hotel, a hotel that you have to call and say, I want to, you know, book a, a room that is wheelchair accessible. And they're going to tell you yes or not. If they say yes, cool. You have a room that is wheelchair accessible. If not, well, go and look some, somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. anybody will do when they're looking for, you know, for a, for a vacation, you know, mm-hmm. a vacation. So you have to do your work. It's not like... It's extra like, homework. It's, it's yeah. definitely extra homework. But I think Lena and I say this all the time is, is it's so much more empowering when you're prepared and you're advocating yes. and, and you plan ahead and you, you know the things that you need and 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 also on top of that there's a lot of accessible travel agencies out now oh, yeah, that websites yeah oh. that are specifically catered i know accessible go is one of them and there's a whole other growing uh industry of accessible travel so but but i i'm just amazed at 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 the distances you've gone and and seeing you and Machu Picchu and Kilimanjaro and in Jordan and all these incredible uh, places, do you have a favorite? Do you have any any place that's super close to your heart? Actually, the farthest I have gone was Africa because yesterday, no, I'm sorry, last year I flew from Dallas to Europe and then I went to the Middle East and then I went to. India, Asia, and then I ended up in Hong Kong, and then I came back wow. to Tel Aviv. I came back to Israel, and then came back to London, and then, and then yeah, go go back to London, and then came back to Dallas. So it was everything was done like in forty five days. Oh and my gosh! So I, I was a lot in the airplanes, and sometimes I was worried about my legs because they get swollen, but nothing happened. But during that journey, I met amazing people. You know, in the you know in the air, airports, in the airplanes, you always meet people. So now they have mm-hmm. become my friends, and this is how I met uh, during my journey to Israel. I met Howie Kra, and thanks to him, I was be able I, I was able to to go to Kilimanjaro because he was the one that said, "Hey, look at this organization," and I said, "Okay, yeah." And then that's when I was uh, you know invited and say, "Why don't we do it together?" I say, "Okay." <laughs> I, I, how cool is I, that? I never, but yeah, it's so cool. But you know. And responding to your question, actually, my mm-hmm. last tour was so amazing that I love all of them, mm-hmm. all of them. But I really enjoy being in Israel because I felt like Israel was offering the, the hospitality, the beaches, the, the culture, you know, it's a holy land. It's very similar like Peru, you know, in Peru we have, it reminds me so much of my country because in Peru we have, you know, the, the city, we have the beach, you know, we have amazing nightlife, we have the people always happy and cheering and it's all about, you know, community, um, you know, the, the city mostly was wheelchair accessible, which I love. I met so many people that I wanted to stay there forever. So I really <laughs> love Israel a lot. And for some reason, I have a lot of um, a lot of love for the Jewish community. 
um, they have helped me a lot during my journey in terms of, uh, you know, opportunities, because, you know, guys, I, I, I was one of the ambassadors for Reward Robotics. Exoskeleton device comes from Israel. So, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of Jewish people, a lot of yeah. investors, a lot of, you know, um, the business is from Israel. So, and they have been so good to me. So I have, I, I love my, the, the Jewish community. I love, so. We, we love you. <laughs> speaking, speaking from a member of the tribe over here, we, we love you. And I'm so happy that, um, like I was going to say, Israel is probably oh, are you, pretty. Are you, are you uh, yeah. Ah, yes, very okay. Jewish. Very Jewish, if that's a way to. I'm very okay, Jewish, so not Jewish. not religious, but very that's Jewish. And oh, I've okay. been to and I've been to Israel several times. And um, but I was going to ask you. I mean, obviously, with Hadassah Hospital and a lot of places, and Israel has great technology and advancements. Oh I mean, some of the places you travel though are not so you know updated and, and modern, like. Is there areas aside from Israel? Is there places that you've traveled that you would say, "Oh my goodness, this place—they're ahead of their time. They're very disability friendly, and anybody with a disability should go here." India, let's get it out of the list. Uh, Hong Kong, <laughs> Hong Kong. If you go to the nicest area, to the new, newest, you know, new area, yeah, you're gonna find wheelchair accessibility. But hey, go to Bangkok. They have malls in the second floor. They have stairs. You don't get in. Wow. The stores are so small. Like, I wanted to go to the H&M store. Modern. H&M is a modern yes. store-looking stairs. No ramps, mm -hmm. no nothing. Yeah. And that was in Hong Kong. And But I really like the, the subways in Hong Kong. And it made me kind of like, uh, reminds me a little bit of New York, a lot of New York, uh, but with the difference that, Hong Kong's highways are cleaner, mm -hmm. um, super clean. Like you can, you can even just put your face in the glass and see your whole face because it's wow. so clean. It's amazing. The floors shine. That's how it's amazing. So Hong Kong, like mm, a, a, a place that I really like to London, I feel like um, they're striving and they're doing great with accessibility. I feel like um, maybe many People from London in wheelchairs wouldn't agree with me, but, you know, I'm a wheelchair solo traveler, so yeah. I can see that my struggles as a wheelchair, I travel all over. So uh, Peru, my country, is uh, is improving a lot, thanks to our politicians that are disabled. We have two politicians that are disabled, and they're pushing for laws. I like Mexico City a lot, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard because not... Not many of them are a hundred percent there yet. I feel like there needs to be more awareness. There needs to be more changes around the world. Um, and I hope that we get to a point in you know in a couple of years where everyone gets it. Everyone gets how important is wheelchair accessibility. Not only in America, not only in the nicest places in every country, everywhere because. Tourists ends up everywhere. <laughs> we don't go just for and I and I want to just add, you know, as a as a non wheelchair <laughs> user with disabilities, you know, yeah. all of these places that you mentioned, you know, regardless of using a wheelchair or not, having steps and no elevator, oh, having yes. no ramps. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, it prevents them from 
you know, being independent and feeling like they can do this. So when you get to, so like in a blog, one of these blogs I wrote a long time ago on resort pools in Mexico, um, we had talked at the beginning of this about how you need to do your research and whatnot. And I would also say to look, you know, on TripAdvisor, especially at all the comments and, and really read all the comments and look at the photos, photos. like something that happened, you know, a few times to me that I learned, you know, live and learn is that a pool, for example, brand new modern pool in Mexico, it didn't have any stair rail and didn't have, and it was a zero entry, but zero entry, as many people know, is not great. <laughs> like you want a handrail, right? So, yeah. you know, looking at photos ahead of time is really important and reading all of the comments and um, there are a lot of disability travel groups, um, and obviously following Marcella's advice is yeah. good. I mean, like you say, you have to do your research, and you have to do your work. If you want the easy way, just hire some of the you know accessible travel companies, and they will mm-hmm. do it for you. I don't know the fees. I never go. I never reach out to them and, and try to do business with them because I don't want to pay double or I don't want to pay extra when I know that I can do a pretty good job doing it myself and save a couple hundred dollars. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're new into the traveling uh, world or the traveling thing, I would recommend you to just, you know, maybe, you know, travel just in America, you know, maybe travel for hours, five hours, maybe go to California, maybe go to New York, maybe go to different states here in America. And then when mm-hmm. you're ready, to to be in a long you know in a long flight travel travel overseas and i love that from there i think that's a great suggestion even going and doing a staycation in your in a neighboring community at a hotel might be give you some confidence if you've never done it on your own even a lot of the national parks i know um yosemite and and grand canyon there's there's a lot of uh adaptive uh areas and locations and entries so is that the grand canyon is one of my dreams i want to go to the grand canyon so bad go to the utah also to the utah Mm -hmm. desert over there so before and i wanted to say this like before i travel it internationally i travel it to 31 states so i have been in 31 states in america and i have done it airplane and i have done it to through uh, road trips. So my plan this year was like, actually this summer was to go to California and drive through Utah, Nevada myself because I got a new car, but I got sponsored by companies right now and I cannot go because I have to prepare my content and all of that and I have to be home. So, but I think that like you say, it makes you confident that you can do it if you right. travel around your area or start practicing, right? Yeah, It's not very hard. Do not be afraid. You know, if you never try, you will never know. And if the first time didn't didn't work out, you know, with your hotel or your airplane or whatever, do not give up because that's going to make you more knowledgeable and more mm-hmm. independent and you say, you know what, maybe the next time is going to be better. Now I know what I need to say or what I, what I, what I need before going to the airport or getting into the airplane or, you know, or uh, booking that hotel. So right. 
keep moving, keep moving. Do not yeah. let. Oh my God, traveling for me is huge. It's, it's a big passion of mine. And I am bummed right now that I cannot travel because I wanted to go to France and I wanted to go to Israel. I wanted to go to all these places and I cannot. So We get in line, Marcella. We all, COVID is, uh, I know. is a big, big bummer. I definitely wanted to mention two more things before we, we wrap things up. I know you kind of touched upon it earlier about the exoskeletal device, which um, you have a, a lot of posts on your, your Instagram um, showing. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because it's super, super cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's like a, a huge attention. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that that, that gives a this- lot of attention into my page, the exoskeleton device. Well, you know, I was an ambassador since 2014. I worked for the company for so for maybe four or five years. I'm not, you know, now they have moved on to other um, medical devices. So there's mm-hmm. not a lot of marketing and promotion for the for the exoskeleton. So I, I, I was very happy. I, I am very happy that I was given the opportunity to work with them. I own my own exoskeleton device. I was the, the number one female in the country who brought that exoskeleton technology home wow. uh, uh, and, and how does it work basically for those of us of those people well, who it's an, okay so that's for people with paralysis and it, i believe is from t6 below okay. and you have to have trunk control you have to be able to move your arms your hands because you're holding the crutches so when you're you have to have grip because when you're walking you are kind of walking the device like your arms are your legs, right? Gotcha. So, and it's all connected. We have Bluetooth, we have a, uh, we have sensors. And so we have a watch that connects with a computer on the back and then you just direct the exoskeleton. Oh, I want to stand up, I want to sit, I want to walk. You press it and then the exoskeleton that, you know, does whatever you want, give you those three options. So you can do those three options whenever you want to. So for me, it's a great therapy. It's not about walking. Most people say, oh, yeah, all she wants is walk. It's no. not about walking. Actually, it's, it's more than that because by being a standing and weight bearing and all of that it really helps my body to stay healthy to lose weight circulation pressure source Mm -hmm. and this is i am a huge advocate and i'm not doing this because i was part of the company or i was a ambassador and i got to travel to all these uh, cool places with them no it's really i truly believe in that technology if you compare my pictures from 2014 to now you know there is a huge difference on my health i don't get to see the doctors much i don't i don't go to the you know i have never developed a pressure sore in my life you know and as, as far as open wound i have had sores for not walking but not walking but for sitting a lot but it's like sores that they go away after three days of not putting a lot of pressure, uh, pressure after not putting a lot of pressure on them. But as far as having open pressure uh, sores, I have never had one. And it's because I'm always standing, walking, moving, and keep staying active. So I think I, I love my exoskeleton. I don't have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, even, you know, sometimes it may look hard, like when I walk, of course, you know, I'm walking outside. It's hot. It's like maybe 90 <laughs> degrees, you know, and, and I'm trying to walk and I have my clothes because I have all of these. Of course, all it's going to be yeah. like you, like you guys, when you want to, 
put your running shoes, put your leggings, and then leave the house. And then the, you know, the weather is super hot. You get tired. So yeah. for me, it's the same thing. And for me, it's a workout. It's a great workout that helps my body. And, and this is why I love it so much. So well, I think I think the whole physical, you know, taking care of yourself goes hand in hand with traveling, right? Because you have to keep your body at optimal functioning okay. to be able to travel because it is can be physically exhausting you know the wheeling or the walking and the climbing and you know you're out of your element which is already um takes a lot of energy so i think you know that's it's really important yeah the pulling all the luggage yeah you know uh you know like it's exhausting also mentally because once you get to the airport, you have to find people or taxi drivers that will take you. You know, most mm-hmm. of these most of these cities or countries where that I have visiting visited, they don't want to drive you because it's too mm-hmm. much for them. So I have to be very still and very strong when I say I need you to take me here. And it's not like I need. I say I need you to take me to my hotel. Like saying right. I need you, right? Yeah. So I am very strong in that sense. And that's why I have never been rejected. But I have heard of other, um, you know, from other people that taxi cops don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, no, that I, that cannot happen to me. Because <laughs> I would just say, like, no. I love it. But, um, but it's all about, you know, confidence, about being strong. Mm-hmm. It's all about being like, hey, this is, it's like living house with a mentality that this is my plan and nobody's going to ruin it. Right? This yeah. is my plan. This is what I do. And I'm going to do it. When I leave last year for 45 days, I never thought that I will end it up in Hong Kong. Really? I didn't plan it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I only plan I only plan Israel. I only plan Petra. And I plan India. But I never plan Hong Kong. Wow. I didn't even buy all my tickets. I bought all my tickets while I was already there. I was like a hippie kind of thing. Yeah. You, you know? remind me of like Leonardo DiCaprio on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever the wind blows you. (laughs) We wanted to mention um, your newest collaboration. I know since you're you're not traveling these days, um, you've teamed up with Amazon. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. uh, Now I'm going to be working with Amazon until December. I am so happy. I am one of their uh, influencers. And also I am going to be on, uh, I am one of the co-hosts for Amazon Live. How cool um, is that? Yeah, nice. they're going to do a um, full fashion event uh, next next week with a lot of influencers. And I am the only one who is in a wheelchair, the only one with a disability, which I am very proud of because in a sense that they are being open to work with disabled influencers. Not many big brands, not many big companies or corporations want to include us, but mm-hmm. it seems that they're pretty good at at that and so I'm very happy and then I'm getting another big partnership that uh, I signed a contract two weeks ago to work for not work but to be involved in a huge campaign for one of the biggest social media platforms I cannot say that you know the the name but take a guess wow yeah so I'm very happy about that one too look at you girl traveling Amazon, big gigantic social media company. Well, like, you know, my social media is not that big. I wish it grows more, but I, I you think know. Okay, I mean seriously. <laughs> okay, you are you are for sure living your best life and yes. not letting disability stop you in any way. 
And yes. honestly, if we could, if there was no COVID, you've inspired me to go other places. And I'm sure people listening are like, oh, who were debating about it. They got some good tips and hopefully they will follow you and be inspired by all the places that you've been to. And um, how do people find you? It is, it is very important to bring value into my followers, right? More than just getting um, a large social media uh, following. I, I, I want to bring value. I want to bring, I want to help them as much as I can. And it takes a lot, you know, I, sometimes I, I don't feel very creative. I don't feel the right words, but I hope, like you say, helping and, and empowering people to move forward on anything they want. So yes, my Instagram handle is the journey of a brave woman. Because very appropriate, very. <laughs> because I, I would say you are a brave woman on many the journeys. Journey, the journey <laughs> of a brave woman. Because my life is a journey. Your life is a journey. Estela's life is a journey. And what we do right now is that we live. We need to learn to live the now, because the now is gonna take us to the next journey. So I travel the world by myself. That's my journey. And I do it alone, and and that takes a lot of bravery. You know what I mean? Not many people travel alone. There are people that don't even have disabilities, and they don't want to travel. They say, "I'm afraid to travel alone," and I'm like, "You're right. You're 100 percent right." There are so many people who are just scared to go to a movie by themselves, let alone <laughs> you know get in a car or on a plane. So right. you have, you are, you know, the the word inspiring. Like we use it, but you truly are, you know, and. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast and sharing um, some of your tips and your travels and the exoskeleton device for people who might need it. They can look at your page and see it visually and you're beautiful and so cool. So thank you so much. We love having you. Thank you so much for having me in your show. Thank you. You are, you are breaking barriers and uh, we can't, can't wait to see you lit up everywhere because I know I know you're just getting started so yes and follow me at the journey of a brave woman.com and if you can go to my online store because yes. I'm selling shirts to help people with disabilities in undeveloped countries that are going mm-hmm. through a hard situation right now due to the pandemic most of these children and young adults with disabilities do not have money and so my brand is helping right now that's back. cool. Good, I love good for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading yeah, out for you sure. guys buy me a shirt. I'm gonna send you the link. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we like Thank to shop, you. so that's not a problem. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank All you. Right. Thank you Bye, guys. guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.